over. <laughs> See, now, fun. no matter what we say, like right now, anything goes. No holds bar. Like after the clap, it might be on the show. Who knows? Oh, I see. So I just have to take it on your word that everything I said before is like off the record. Right. Oh, I yeah, hope no, so. Eric, don't, don't you? You have my word, Kat. Yeah. All right, good. He likes Theon, so that's not saying oh, very oh, much. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wondered when that would get brought up on this episode that I might be Why the only person. Why don't we just start the show right now, everybody? It's Let's Game of Owens. Kat Taylor is here. Yay! Hey, how you doing? We need like a choir to start singing your name right now. <laughs> We can work that out. Micah, please hire someone to do this. All right, I'm on it. Or is, or is right. one person on Twitter referred to her as my dear cat of the white cloak? Ooh. How do you respond oh. to that? Um, if they knew me at all, they'd know that I, there's no possible way I could keep white clean for more than five minutes. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of a disaster in that whole being a girl arena. <laughs> me too. We have so much in common already. <laughs> but I do of a soundtrack if somebody could arrange something with like country music and a banjo that would make me very happy i will officially stand outside of your window with the boom box all right you're not the first person on the show that i promised this to but <laughs> i think that we can work this out because i need to visit northern ireland sure. well, it's like a fair trade you know right i have yeah. i have my john hughes moment and then you know <laughs> and then i get to visit northern ireland i'm like and you're like this is where they blew stuff up uh <laughs> this is where they also blew stuff up. about 16 people died over there <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. well not really well maybe it's a great <laughs> show <laughs> well here's the thing we have known of you because we do this thing called this show and so some of our listeners might not be completely aware of your existence because maybe they just are casual listeners, or maybe they live underneath seven kinds of rocks. But we're really, really, really excited to have you on the show today. Well, I am delighted to be here. It's really nice to have a chance to talk to people that I sort of stalked on stalk on Twitter. <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> I know. I used to stalk Eric on Twitter for so long, and finally Aww. we have a show together. It's That's so beautiful. exciting. <laughs> now we're co-hosts. Now we're co-hosts. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's almost it's... as good as the Princess Bride. <laughs> it's almost as good. <laughs> no, Eric, you, you always say that you're like that poison guy, right? The poison guy? Yeah, the guy that I forget. That's a private oh, conversation. But I do say that everything is better with Gary Ewells in it. <laughs> in fact, I'm waiting for his Game of Thrones appearance, and it hasn't come yet, has it? But you're pitching yourself as Vincini. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So for the people listening at home, or if they're in their car, or if they're commuting on their way to work while wearing seven Hand of the King pens, I do how that. would you best... Yes. <laughs> How could you best describe your role in the Game of Thrones universe? Because you said like recently some things have changed. And so what can you tell us? Okay, well, um, I can tell you for the first two seasons that I was on the show, which was season two and season three, um, my role was assistant to David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who... Some of you guys may know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> you know, so many names, Cat, come up at the beginning of every episode and during the title sequence. There's like a thousand names. It's hard to <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really hard to keep track of everybody. Um, but yeah, so I work for the executive producers slash writers slash everything's, um, which is. <laughs> An amazing thing to be able to do. I mean, I was so fortunate to get the job. You have, I, I mean, I'd still sort of pinch myself a little bit um, because for me, that meant getting to see sort of the development process and getting to go along on recce's. And then obviously, you know, being on set when some of these really significant moments were being filmed and um, just seeing it from a completely different perspective, which is, was just amazing. Um, and then 
my involvement with the more external aspects came when Brian Cogman, who, again, some of you may have heard of, <laughs> <laughs> um, became more involved um, with the story editing and obviously was writing episodes and sort of doing a lot of on-set work. Um, didn't really have the time to devote to writing the blog that um, he was sort of focusing on other things. And um, I had been sort of asking if there were more things I could do. And they said, well, why don't you give this one a whirl? And HBO were amazing and gave me a shot. And so I started writing the behind the scene blogs. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up with you lovely people. <laughs> that's clearly the end result. <laughs> She's like, finally, I'm here. <laughs> Screw the Emmys. This is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has awards. We call, actually call them the Goonies. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so that I did that. And then the only other thing that I sort of did, picked up from Brian as well was I write the Raven Scrolls, which some, some people may know. I don't know how many people know about this, but because the show, we go into so much detail, every d written document, every map, every visual thing that's on the show is accurate to the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if somebody's writing a letter, what's in the letter fits with what's happening on wow. the screen. So it's not just Lauren Ipsum. Todor. Yeah. It's not like someone writing <laughs> swear words or being like... Unless there are swear words in the text, <laughs> and that makes complete sense. Absolutely. So um, Brian used to write the content, and then I took over doing those last year as well. So that's also part of what I do. And uh, a new project this year, which I can't really talk about yet, but it's very exciting, and um, hopefully... It'll, you know, hopefully we'll talk about that later, maybe another time. Who knows? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this, um, you mentioned the blog cat. Is that over, is that like the official production diary? Is that over at makinggameofthrones.com or is that something else? That is makingofgameofthrones.com, okay. which is um, obviously hosted by HBO itself. <laughs> and all of the fans know, obviously HBO Go has and um, sort of do amazing behind scene works and EPK it's sort of inside the episodes. Yeah. Those are and this great. Is, they're, they're fantastic and they put so much work into them. And I, I mean, I watch them and go, Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and uh, my, mine is more the kind of like actual day to day experience of what it's like to be on the, on the, on the floor basically. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully one of the things I'm hoping to do this year is write more um, different locations and things. So we'll see what happens. We've seen some really legendary photos from your blog mm -hmm. from that perspective. I remember it was probably like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. And I was seeing some of the first like people being dead battlefield. on the battlefield. And yeah. we were all sharing them around. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Because at that point, we hadn't got that far, far in our book review in the show. And so it's it's really cool. And the idea that you're going to be able to have access to more of this because season four is going to happen and season three is happening, that's pretty exciting. Well, all credit has to go to Helen Sloan for those photographs, who's our uh, unit photographer. And her stuff is, I mean, I think it's just beautiful and amazing. And, um, you know, she's most of the, the pictures that you would have seen that are Northern Ireland and, and Iceland are, are her work. Um, so most of the stuff you would have seen would have been taken by her. So My favorite thing about that blog, though, is uh, I, I love it. But it, the favorite thing is the overheard on set. I think those are always <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think for what uh, people do still kind of occasionally quote some of the things that yeah. have been said. <laughs> I think the favorite seems to be I will sword you. <laughs> <laughs> I will sword you. <laughs> I will sword you. Like yeah, I mean that was really funny because you know you're 
when these, the, these extras are amazing. Mm-hmm. They come to set, they, you know, you, they get paid a little bit of money, but not like a huge amount. And the shooting days can be really long. And sometimes they have to get their hours before to get like hair and makeup. And particularly when you've got a battle scene, you're talking not sort of 10 guys, you're talking like hundreds of people and they stand there in the rain and you ask them to cheer and they cheer <laughs> and they, you ask them to do it again and they do it again. And, you know, it's just, they just do it and they do such a great job. And we're really, really lucky because they do all those wonderful things, but it is quite funny because you do overhear some things from these, from the guys and you just sort of think, God, like you should just stick around all day. Yeah. This would make things a lot easier. <laughs> Isn't it great to see them get so into character? Like even if they don't have a character, it's just the story is so engaging that you can like imagine yourself in that world. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I again, I mean, a lot of the people who who are extras, they grow their hair and their beards specifically so they can be extras on the show. <laughs> and they have extras that keep coming back season after season after season. And they just have this enthusiasm and they, you know, they're just really fantastic. And it's, we're very lucky to, to, to have that available to us. So, so how do we go about being extras on the show? Because I don't think any of us, <laughs> I, I don't think any of the four of us can grow a beard successfully. <laughs> I can grow a beard. It may take about six months. I haven't lost hope yet, Micah. I'm still working. Well, Erica's still probably two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Selena's. I think probably second yeah. or third. And uh-huh. yeah, it'll be good. We'll put it together. No, I can. I can see us working in some kind of an outdoor sword fighting scene where we're just kind of fighting amongst the four of us. You know what I'm saying? Like that'd be cool. Swords and shields. Just let us know. Just you guys. Yeah, yeah, just us, just yeah. four of us. Just, 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 <laughs> just a particular scene with these people here. And we all have really strange sigils and no one quite knows who it is. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. It, it gets lost in the shuffle, though, because, I mean, this season we're seeing, like, 17 new characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's so exciting how busy everything has been. And we're, we're having a great time. I'm particularly making this show because we've got the commentary episodes that we're doing in the middle of the week. And then every Monday we're putting out these episodes where we have someone from Winners Coming come on and we're talking about the actual show. And I mean, it must be exciting for you guys having made this and seeing the ratings steadily climb this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can't, you know, comment as to the ratings. That's not really sort of right, part right. of my particular purview, but <laughs> it's I, still exciting. <laughs> It's still exciting. And what's really amazing is getting a chance to see the episodes when they've been put together, you Mm -hmm. know, because we don't film episodically. So, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll do one scene from one episode and then it could be three or four weeks before you go back to that episode. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see how it's put all together and the way that the story plays out and, for me as well, when you do see really impressive moments being filmed, to then see that translate to screen, that's really rewarding to see how well it turns out. So with that said, are you primarily tied to one location or do you spend time in different places? Um, well, we have a, a large number of locations across Northern Ireland. So in terms of Northern Ireland, I go wherever we happen to be filming. So if that's <laughs> Ballantoy Harbor, I go there. If that's the studios in Belfast, I go there. Um, and we really are all over Northern Ireland. Um, and I've been very fortunate um, both years that we that I've been on the show and we've been filming. I've been able to go to Iceland, which is why a lot of the coverage that I do is of Iceland. Right. <laughs> um, I um, I haven't gone to um, 
Croatia or Morocco, uh, because generally they sort of send one assistant to look after people. And I've been predominantly with David and Dan and quite a lot of their episode. In fact, the majority of their episode was filmed either in Northern Ireland or, um, Iceland. So, um, obviously I go where they go. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, I would say my location is more dependent on what's happening in terms of where people are rather than in terms of location itself. Have you been keeping up with this season? I mean, I I assume you've been watching every week. Um, Well, uh, (laughs) I may have access. Yes. Please tell us more. um, Why is it everyone we speak to has this access? Everybody we get this access. It's just too, it's just too much. But uh, my question was going to be of the four that everybody has seen, has one of them been uh, a particular favorite of yours? Well, in all honesty, I mean, it's, it's so, it's difficult for me because you see so many different elements elements of it it's you you love moments and love Mm -hmm. storylines as much as you love episodes but i would say in this series i would probably go with episode three Mm -hmm. not just because david directed it but because (laughs) (laughs) um, i see because i was with the guys when that was being filmed i saw so much of it being filmed that it's the one that resonates for me the most because i've seen so much of it. that makes sense yeah and you know there's that rather astounding Jamie mm-hmm. hand mm-hmm. butchery. I just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> Am I supposed to say spoiler alert? No, no, no it's already happened. Know. It's like, if it's on the show, we're like, okay, you guys yeah. clearly, if you're listening to Game of Owns, chances are you've seen the episode. Yeah, yeah. and Selena and I dropped hints for about a year <laughs> Oh my beforehand. God, I know, the hands Ever no since ridiculous. I've known you, I, I'm like 14 and Mike is like, so this episode we're going to do is really handy, huh? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I have to say, I I found out that I got the job before uh, Eddard Stark met his fate, mm. and um, I had I knew I knew the story, and I hey, had. What read... are you talking about? <laughs> I can't. <imagine. laughs> you know that thing that happened that time with that guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy. Okay. Um, got it. And it was hilarious because I had a number of friends who had heard of the show but hadn't seen it because obviously in the UK it's on Sky Atlantic, which is a subscription channel. Um, so some people didn't necessarily have access to it. And um, so I had all, a whole bunch of friends going, oh, my God, it's so exciting. I can't believe it. You're going to work with Sean Bean. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. It's going to be awesome. Oh. This is going to come back for flashback scenes, of course, yeah. right? There you go. Were you uh, a fan of the series before? I mean, because you're talking about Sean Bean and, and Eddard. Did you read the books before it came out or have you kind of just kept up during all of this? Well, I would definitely say, I mean, I, I had read the first three um, mm. before I even knew that this series was being filmed here. Oh, wow. Um, and then, uh, I, yeah, I'm a nerd. And <laughs> <laughs> the club. The right place. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm amongst my people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no, I'm a great big sci-fi and, and fantasy nerd. I, you know, I lo- have always loved that sort of genre. And so I did know the books and, um, I, you know, I certainly have read them more often now that I'm on the show. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, well, this was and, really exciting. Yeah. You do reread the book that you're about to start filming. So you always want to be up to date with your, with your, cause there's so many characters. You kind of have to remind yourself a little bit how it all fits together. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I mean, I was, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I, you know, I think book five came out, I think like two months after I got the job. Cause that was 2011. So I think it would be July. I think mm-hmm. dragons came out <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <Sounds> about right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I had some catching up to do once I had the job because I had to read four and then five. But wow. yeah. <laughs> a lot of pages. Yeah, a little light reading. It's it's homework, but it's probably the best kind of homework. You know, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very yeah. cool. Do you feel then that uh, the third book is kind of the overwhelming favorite? Um. Oh, oh no! God, that's really hard. I think everybody has their own favorites. I think it's probably the one that people talk about the most because of some things that happen with some people at some point. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. Wow. That was, that was well really done. Good. I feel so informed now about the third book. <laughs> uh, I was, I, yeah, you know, I have to be really careful because obviously, you know, I don't want to say anything for mm, people who mm-hmm. maybe haven't read the books. Ahem. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think there's certainly been a feeling that this is the one that the show has been geared towards, but I mean, it still gets pretty exciting. And there's some storylines that I feel sort of come into their own a little bit Mm -hmm. once the next books come into play. (laughs) I'm so glad you say that because this has been my thing all along. I'm just like, guys, it's going to keep going. (laughs) Don't get too excited about season three because there's more. Which storylines are you most into from the books? From the books? Well, it's tough because obviously the books are, are, are what I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, for me, I really am excited about Aria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good her. answer. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a good answer, but in, in the, I just from watching the show from not having read the books for me, I'm like, okay, her storyline could be going somewhere, but maybe not. It so goes I'm somewhere. excited to see, yeah, I'm excited to see <laughs> that it goes somewhere. It's going somewhere. Worthy Chances of being one of going the somewhere. most favorite. It could be going to Tim Hortons on ninth. You don't yeah. know. Tim Hortons. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> there we go. That'll, that'll be between us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Canada. What can I yes, say? Exactly. <laughs> it's such good uh, coffee. Anyway. Yeah, it is. It really um, is. I am really, really excited about, about Aria. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. But then, you know, I kind of attach myself to characters that maybe aren't necessarily as obviously interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of... Beyond Greyjoy, perhaps. Beyond Greyjoy? <laughs> uh, she I wasn't actually <laughs> Theon. I, you know, I'm kind of interested in, like, Jorah. I, I'm interested to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, you know, I, I, part of my heart will belong to Brienne, Brienne forever because yes. I just think character. I love her so much. Um, and then, you know, I'm really excited about the Tyrrells because I think that's an interesting new power dynamic. Ooh. So these are all things I'm looking forward to. But I think the standout storyline for me that I'll be following very, very closely will be Arya. They did a really great show introducing the Tyrrells yeah. on. They just just such a great job introducing them on the show, especially for people that are not quite living in the world that we are, being so entrenched in the whole series. Just a casual viewer, I felt like they they were implemented so well, and it's just kudos and props to the filmmaking team because it it was smooth and it didn't feel like oh here's a later season and here's some more people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I do work for some like disgustingly talented people. It's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn them all. No, God damn them all. <laughs> I think that is the thing is that it, it 
it's a really good introduction, but it's not, you know, it's not an obvious introduction. It's not like, and now there's a man coming from a place we haven't heard of before, you know, it's, right. it's very organic. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah, they did a great job. Well, it's been great having you on. (laughs) (laughs) Is Ari your favorite character then? And Brienne? Um, I do love them, but I have to say, um, I absolutely, and I don't know if it's partly to do with the portrayal that, that the actress in question has brought to the character, but I'm kind of obsessive about Lady Oleana. I really, I like, Uh I just think she's amazing and I just, kind of want to grow up and be just like that (laughs) (laughs) she is amazing i always want to be able to see the full map when everybody else is kind of catching up i mean i just think it's an awesome character and that's again the tyrells coming in and being awesome you know just coming in and being awesome i mean it must be genetic who knows (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i and obviously like Tyrion. you can't not love Tyrion because it's such an amazing character and peter's amazing and He's the, sort of so smart and so funny that it's it's really charismatic character. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I mean, I, I I pick weird favorites. I you know I love the Samwell character and I kind of love Braun too. Braun <laughs> is amazing. Braun is like that guy who sits there and calls you on your shit, and I just think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about this show, though. And it's it is an ensemble cast, but there are so many good characters that have you know, the time, you know, they've spent the time to develop them and you can just kind of go in and pick your favorites and everybody just kind of wind up with a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of different uh, group of favorites per person. <laughs> little and bit? it's just really, really cool. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the mark of a good story and it's a mark of good character development that people that are in real life are reading a piece of fiction and aligning themselves with a fake character. That's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, as you say, like there's so many wonderful characters that means that people can sort of associate themselves with different aspects of the show and in what appeals to them. And, you know, I, I personally as well love the fact that there are so, uh, so many amazingly complex dynamic and sort of intelligent women on the show. Cause I don't think there's many shows that have as many as we do. Like mm-hmm. I really don't. And so despite the violence and the unpleasantness, you know, compared to Mad Men, for example, that's being played on the same night, there's vast differences between the two. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. no question. So, I mean, I love that about our series. And, and I think that's why so many of my char- my favorite characters or favorite moments tend to be about the women, because I'm just like, yes, finally. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was wondering what you think of Varys and Baelish. I mean, I remember in season one, we've had this discussion a lot on the show about how we thought that these guys are such major players in the entire series, but they don't necessarily see as much screen time as all the others, but you can tell that they're working behind the scenes. Absolutely. I mean, I think the one thing I would say about this series, and if, you know, if you're a book reader, you know this is true of the books as well, is that just because somebody maybe isn't as prominent for a part of a book or part of a season doesn't mean that they won't be, or doesn't mean that, you know, you won't discover through other ways that they have been involved in things. So, I mean, I think, I think they're both fantastic characters and I think they play off against each other so well. 
um, I, I would just say, you know, I, I, I would assume that you'll be seeing more of them. <laughs> yeah. My favorite characters aren't doing so well. We have, um, <laughs> cur- currently. So yes, I, I, I relate, like, I like watching these, you know, Varys and, um, and Baelish, but my two favorite characters, just so, just so you know, are, um, Sir Davos of Seaworth <laughs> and he's tied up at the moment and, uh, Theon, who is, also tied up again at the moment. Again, I thought you gave up on Theon last week. Didn't you like say you were done with it? Washing. You said you were washing no. your hands. I said nothing good said, can come of his, his story. His card is punched. His card uh, is punched. Yeah, he's it's, not it's in okay. good shape. I don't think he's going to rebound from where he's at currently. Right. Why are they just out of interest? Like they're fantastic characters, but but why those two guys? Why those? <laughs> it's yeah, a good Davos. question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm into the bromance between Stannis and Davos. I think there's something like Davos very clearly cares for Stannis greatly, and you know he was able to to come to him at Dragonstone and have the gall to yeah, like, but you know, still try and kill Melisandre. So I was really into him <laughs> and his sort of story of survival. And then for Theon, I just, I always felt like he was a bit of an underdog and people are like, yeah, but he's such an asshole. He killed the kids and all this other stuff. But I'm just thinking like in general, I, I still kind of feel bad for him because he hasn't really found his destiny. And it was a little too late, you know, by now for him to really kind of, even though the last episode he had that realization that Ned Stark was his dad. Um, you know, all along should have gone with that instead of the Ironborn. It's too late. You know, he's going to get... He's still strapped to a cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, yeah, I, I root for the underdog, I guess, in a way. I don't know. And everybody else, who are, who, who are your other favorites? Ooh. I'm so curious now. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> oh. Well, I have... I have so many. I feel like I I pick a new favorite every week. <laughs> but, well, Brienne um, is a constant. I feel like Brienne is. Brienne I think is, yeah. I think you're playing it right honestly, if you're if you're picking a new honestly, one. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Brienne and Jamie. I love the two of them. That's a, that's a bromance that I can get behind. There um, you go. <laughs> and then I love Daenerys, and I have to say, I love I love that moment. Uh, the way she's been in the past few episodes has made me so happy because back in season two, people were like, oh, but maybe she's not that great. And I was like, no, no, she's amazing. So I'm glad that I'm sort of being vindicated right now about her. I love Arya as well. Um, I think those four are probably my favorites. And then I, I also have a soft spot for Sir Barrison, which is so random, but I love him. And whenever well, he good. came back, you know, in the books, whenever we didn't know who he was for the longest time, and then we found out who he was, and I was so excited. Oof. Tyrion so, yeah. Lannister, he's a good guy. Of course. Strong character. Um, I'm going to also have to go with Daenerys now, because she has just become yes. amazing. And that, I mean, I don't even have to say it. Everyone listening, you've, you've watched the show, you understand. She has a destiny. While everybody else is doing God knows, mm-hmm. she's commanding armies and flying with dragons. So yeah. that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Um also Rob, just because I love the Starks and right now he's the king in the north, and that's pretty damn cool. And yeah. you know what I mean? King in the north. It's like, <laughs> well, hell yeah, Rob. Good for you. You're not even that old. You got the chin hair, it's wonderful. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for you, sir. <laughs> And uh, crown and facial hair. Yes. <laughs> what more does a girl yeah, and boy Joffrey. need, right? <laughs> Joffrey just needs to catch up. <laughs> I think it would have fixed a lot of his problems. It's so hard to say. I love the Queen of Thorns. Uh, oh, yeah. I love what Sansa's becoming. I love Marjorie. I just it's, it's really there's there's too much. Yes. So what you're saying is you're fickle. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I'm a big fan of the series. Is what I'm saying. It's it's hard for me to. There's so many people and they're so different. It's. And I don't really directly relate to any one of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to 
pick one. Yeah. And I think it changes too, like depending yeah. on what happens yeah, it with does. the storylines. You're like, I'm on your team. Oh, right. I hate you. Well, like I what Selena's saying, I was completely, <laughs> I was just, I thought Danny was the most boring character last season. And a lot of people did too. I mean, but this is what happens. This is, mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. been made up for. Well, I think uh, a perfect example could even be Jamie. I feel like a lot more people now might start getting on his side, whereas before he was the guy who threw Bran out the window. Exactly. Right? I've kind of always partially been on Jamie's side just because he's so cool. You know what <laughs> I mean? That kid deserved it. He lied to his mommy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My sister, not a fan of Jamie. The first, she didn't know the series. She hadn't read the books. And so right. I obviously, when I sort of worked on the show, I made her watch the first episode and she called me and she went, Okay, so what you're telling me is you're working on about a show about incest and murdering children. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You should have said yes, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that must have been a hard pilot to sell, <laughs> or, or maybe surprisingly not, as HBO goes. Yeah, it's and Cersei's cool. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cersei is really cool, and she it's becomes a point on. of view character a little bit yeah. later on in the series. So, um, but for me, I mean. It's interesting because even doing the commentaries um, that we've been doing recently, King Robert, I mean, is just such an awesome character just from his personality. And, and I don't know if it translates as much through in the books, but definitely the TV show. I mean, Mark Addy was fucking awesome. I mean, he yeah. just had some of the best lines. He just played that character so well. Um yeah, the way he bounced off of Lancel, I mean, that was that was some good shit. They need their own separated series, I think. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to people that were dead. I was going to say the guy that ran away from the wall. Like, <laughs> he was pretty cool for a while. Yeah, as long as he lasted. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, he was smart enough to GTFO, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> and uh, and who can't uh, not mention Podrick now with, with oh. his new storyline? Right. Can can you shed some light on this? Oh. Oh my God. Actually, that'd be really Actually, nice. Actually, yeah, please do. <laughs> no, please, 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 Cad. Wouldn't it be really worrying if I could? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm whatever. We're just we're, we're, we have an internal bait in the show. We're like, is this a joke, or is there, <laughs> or is there more shit, shit, to, shit this? to this? Is this just a long, drawn out joke where they're like, guys, old bear just died. Bad, ter- more terrible things are happening. We're going to give you this joke. <laughs> It's like they're holding it out in their hand. Take this joke. And we're like, yeah. please extend it over three episodes. We're going to need something. Um, well, I, you know, I actually, I can't answer that question entirely honestly because I don't know. It could be, but I don't think so. I think it's just one of those things where it's a moment that is probably best left to the imagination. <laughs> there you go. Oh, we're never okay. going to know, guys. About chicka We'll have Daniel on the show and we like, finally, tell us yes. now once and for all. And he's going to be like, I don't know either. I will tell you this. The, the, the set where the brothel is built is um, a really beautiful old building um, in Northern Ireland. But it's it's not a film set. It's not built for filming. So it's a very claustrophobic set because you have to get the crew and the cameras and the dolly tracks and the lighting rigs and everything. And when they're doing the walkthrough, that's through a corridor that's actually a corridor. So you literally have like four feet to stuff oh, wow. everybody into. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, it all looks very casual and 
sort of everyone's having a really good time. But what you don't know is there's like 15 people standing on top of each other <laughs> just right. behind the camera. So, <laughs> so that could be why the, the Padraig thing happened off screen. No, come on. Dude, we don't <laughs> no way. That. <laughs> That's not why it happened off screen. Um, as long as like next episode or three episodes down the line, Rob doesn't get a raven at River Run saying, <laughs> oh, and he turns to his did uncle and is like, oh, did you hear about Podrick? <laughs> yeah, Danny gets the you know, Tyrion Lannister's servant boy. News There's a squire in King's Landing <laughs> who had it with three prostitutes and they didn't oh. charge him. <laughs> I can say at no point was I asked to write the content for that scroll. Okay. okay. Wow. Oh, there this you is go. Exclusive. <laughs> All right. Well, you know who's been question. writing a lot of on this show is Tywin this season mm, that's true he has been did you write any of that stuff i did yeah <laughs> some of us may know where those letters are going others may not some of you may um this is fun and those of you who may know might be interested to know that i actually asked for a copy of of that particular scroll to keep for myself oh okay. nice it's a bunch of bullshit, yeah. bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the funniest stuff that's happened on set I got to know, because you're talking about four foot corridors. I can only imagine these giant digital cameras are, you know what I mean? Like there's some stuff that's happening. Yeah. I mean, of course there is some of it. I absolutely cannot tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like a fraternity. I mean, yeah, absolutely not. It's like what happens in Westeros stays in Westeros. Yeah, I was so. thinking that. <laughs> right. Um, you just titled I, this episode. I, there you go. Excellent. <laughs> Sweet. My work here is done. Um <laughs> I I mean, I, I am writing these sort of behind-the-scenes reviews of the episodes, and I think one of them went up. And there was, you know, the, the horse chase scene in series in episode three of series three was very complicated. It was actually in three separate locations. So it was cut and pieced together so that we went through the forest and over these hills. And the top chase... Um, in the open fields was filmed at the very, very, very top of an extremely high track in Tollymore Forest. Is that in Middle Earth? <laughs> it is in Middle Earth. <laughs> okay, we had sure. to wait. We had to wait for them to clear out because seriously, elves. No. Yeah, right. It sounds like I'm questing in Warcraft. Cat's like, yeah, we have to go to Tollymore Forest today. <laughs> yeah, and cross a man's palm. It's so. <laughs> um, uh, no, so so that you know, it's really high up. It was crazy because we had to go up in four by fours in jeeps. Um, and it took 20 minutes from base camp to get up there. And so, you know, they sort of, the horses had to get up there and everything. And, um, <laughs> the Lord portrait, it's a really stressful scene. It's supposed to be absolutely terrifying. The chase is on, they're going at really high pace. It had been raining. So the, you know, it was wet and, you know, the safety is always most important thing. So we had to kind of get it in a certain number of takes. So there was no sort of risks and, uh, we have the Lord Torturer, who's a six foot five horse stuntman, yelling the whole way down. <laughs> and it's like, that's awesome. You mentioned Darius, and and um, <laughs> some 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 actors certainly are are very good <laughs> at making uh, making people laugh at inopportune moments on set so that's you know that always happens and then um i'm not going to mention any names because they would actually kill me but <laughs> one of our crew members fell over on an incredibly muddy day actually the day when um aria and gendry and hot pie meet the brothers without banners um very very wet fell over in mud 
right at the beginning of the day, got soaked all the way through, and then had to spend the rest of the day oh. like, <laughs> wet here and and like socks. <laughs> was it was it you? <laughs> I can absolutely promise you in Iceland. I mean, it was there. There are some the our special effects guys are are great, and they did. They set up a barbecue in one of the wildling tents, so they're like, "Hey, hot dogs for everybody!" <laughs> now that's craft services right there. That's a good way to utilize the set. Like, we so need to fill this in. We need some fire. Yeah. So you know, Kit's getting rocks thrown at his head, and everyone's like, "Hey, pass the mustard." Yeah. You know, like- <laughs> Could I have one of those? <laughs> I assume you're looking forward to getting started then on the next season. We are in prep right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back in the office. I'm back in the office. We're at very early stages right now. Um and you know, they're still finishing off bits and pieces from the last season, but we are ramping up. We're getting ready to ready to really start rolling and it's going to be a big year. It's going to be an exciting year. Life is cool, huh guys? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just cool. Like we're just talking about, oh yeah, just ramping up on season four. This is going to be a blast. And it's such an exciting television series to be a part of. And I, you know, from the four of us to the listeners, it just seems that there are hundreds of thousands and, you know, I guess millions of people that just love a story. And it's, it's a really cool thing that you get to experience that, you know, and help make this come to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I really watch most other people do it. Well, right. But it's no, <laughs> still being part of the process. No, it's, it's definitely cool. You know, I've, I've worked in, different parts of the industry and I've worked on different sorts of things. And, you know, this really is, it, it's a moment. It feels like a moment, you know, and to be part of it is, it feels very special. And and you do feel very kind of grateful that you were in the right place at the right time. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. And for me as well, David and Dan are, are amazing people to work for because they're just really funny and intelligent and they, you know, they make the show really fantastic place to work along with all the other producers and crew and stuff. So it's an, it's an amazing work environment to be in. So yeah, it's really great. It's really exciting to be back. Now, do you, do you think that they will pull in things from the fourth book, you know, in, in the next season, just seeing as what might play out in season three? I don't know if I'm allowed to say, <laughs> I think it would be safe to assume that things will be sort of moved around, but I couldn't say what being moved to where or sort of any changes that might happen because honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good sort of thing in a way. That's a good thing for us not to know. Like, even though of course we're dying to know everything for us <laughs> who've read the books. I mean, I love, I, one of the things I love about the show is that sometimes Something happens, and I'm going like, hold like on season a one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then if they if some if something suddenly happened from book four in season four, this is confusing in my brain. But yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> then I would be confused, and I would love that because I want I want to be surprised. You know, I want to be thrown off, and it, yeah. I definitely have been surprised. <laughs> Ooh. There there are things about this season in particular I wish that I hadn't read yet. Because uh-huh. just knowing what's coming, I, I think you're you're desensitized to it in a way. It's not as impactful if you know what's coming. I don't know. I agree. I, I had a major fist, fist pump moment with that Daenerys thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hadn't read that far into it. But when and that I, knew, happened... I knew she wasn't going to give up the dragon. And I was still like, don't give well, up right, the dragon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still always reference Ned. I go back to that scene and I just remember going, what the fuck just happened? Like, did they really <laughs> just do that? Right. I had to like go on the internet and make sure that it was real and 
<laughs> I'm just disappointed because it happened to me once before with Boromir. Oh, I know. It just keeps happening. Like, no, seriously, it sucks because I love Sean Bean as an actor, and I think he did wonderful in Lord of the Rings. I think he obviously he did wonderful in Game of Thrones, and it's just like I want to see him at the end wearing a crown, being happy, you know, or something. I think that's sweet, but I also think it's naive because, come on, dude, it's Sean Bean. I know. I know. Listen, you I know. I've seen Golden Eye. His... Okay. I mean, oh, he yeah. dies in everything. The guy's got yes. more lives than a cat. Yes. Like, come on. What's the new film that he's in, Eric? We both have seen it, and he gets pulled apart literally. And pulled. It... A... Oh, uh, the Black Death. Yes, spoiler yeah. alert, he gets pulled apart, so check that shit out. <laughs> you know, he was in a film with Kit Harrington, and he had actually a non-violent death. It was a Silent Hill but revelation. He but he still died. <laughs> he, oh, he yeah, kind of, it was ambiguous. He walked, sorry to spoil oh, that Oh, wow, revelation we're just spoiling all over the place. Wait, you have to say spoiler alert before you, was it, we'll bleep it out. We're It'll working on this, we're working it. on this, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he was with mm-hmm. Kit Harrington, and that was right. fun too. And uh, and in uh, a Dance of Dragons, when Ned is brought back to life, he also dies again. Whoops. Shit! <laughs> Just for you guys listening, don't write into and that. She was fired. Not real. <laughs> Selena, we're gonna get emails fired. about that. It's like we didn't. It's not real. If it is real, then someone's gonna be pissed. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys aren't planning that. Anyway, we have been looking forward to having you on the show, though. It's mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. I think that some of the people on Twitter that uh, were very aware because we've we've posted a lot of your stuff back in the past uh, of you being on got a little excited, and we have some tweets from them. Yeah, would you like to hear them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Someone hits it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're gonna play them anyway. <laughs> All right, hit me with it. <laughs> All right, Micah. All right, we'll go back to Scott. Four five six seven. Who referred to you as my dear cat of the white cloak, and he wants to know how much has been discussed among the writing staff about Rhaegar and Lyanna. Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, that's Scott. I, I I can't. I, you know, I can't tell you what happens in the in in the writers' room in L.A. I don't know. I'm not there, so. I honestly, I would not be able hand to heart to be able to comment on that in any way. Honestly, I can say i'm sure there have been conversations but i don't know about them <laughs> it's safe to say that they've talked about them it's safe to say that something has been promised they're in the, <laughs> yeah, they're in the book it's they're probably i'm, been I'm sure about. at some point someone's pointed out that something's you know. <laughs> do you remember these characters Vragar and liana <laughs> talk about them but we have another tweet from scott He's double dipping here. (laughs) He does not refer to you as Dear Cat of the White Cloak, though. He says, uh, the CGI guys do great stuff. Will we ever see a lengthy documentary of their work? A a lengthy documentary. Well, that's a kind of how long is a piece of string question. Uh... (laughs) Lengthy. Well... (laughs) Um, Blue Bolt did put a video on YouTube uh, for the first season, right? Well, Pixamundo do a lot of the stuff now. The newer stuff, right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they certainly, I believe there's going to be, well, from my point of view, I know there's going to be more coverage of them because I'm going to be writing it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, in terms of, of, of footage and things, I mean, I, I assume a lot of that stuff's going to end up on DVD extras and things. But I, as to an actual documentary, I don't know. Don't, 
Not sure. You make hope one, so. Scott. Make the documentary. Oh, yeah, I hope link, so. Make they it really it. lengthy, though. <laughs> they deserve really it. Lengthy. They definitely deserve it, if for no other reason than they have the models of all the dragons in the office, and that's awesome. Mm. <laughs> right. D. Derry has another question, which is, do you film location by the location? And if so, how are directors credited since you're filming chunks of episodes at a time? Oh, okay. Well, um, like I say, we don't film episodically. So um, a director might have scenes that are in Croatia and in Morocco and Iceland and in, in Northern Ireland. And um, we actually do have a, a magical person on set. And that is the, the <laughs> oh, magician wow. that is, <laughs> that is the Chris Newman. The box? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we, we let him out. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he, I don't know how he does it, honestly, because um, last year particularly was extremely complicated because, um, as most of you know, we have two main units. We have Raven and uh, we, sorry, we have Dragon and we have Wolf. And okay. then last year we also had for two and a half weeks or three weeks, we had Raven. So we were working three units at the same time. And a unit means you have a director and you have a DOP and then you have the crew filming part of an episode. Right. Um, so I'm probably being a bit convoluted here, but to answer <laughs> the question, <laughs> um, you know, this, taking, for example, Alex Graves, who, who directed the most recent episode, um, episode four, you know, he went to Iceland to film his bits of episode four, and then he would go to Croatia to film his bits in Croatia. Um, so directors are credited for the episodes that they do. Um, and yes, we do film location by location to a certain extent in that obviously, you know, we can't spend the amount of time that we spend in Northern Ireland, also in Iceland and in Croatia and in Morocco, because we just, we don't have the number of crew that would be required to run that number of units all simultaneously. Right. So Chris and, um, our, our sort of our production team organize it. So last year we were in Iceland for just over two and a half weeks and in Croatia and Morocco for nearly two months split between the two countries. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it is location by location, but two locations can be filming at the same time. And last year we had sort of three locations at the same time. So it's, yeah, that really is a how long is a piece of string. <laughs> it's it's so cool that you guys are so location based, and this all of this isn't just happening on a soundstage somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great that these particular directors, piece by piece, are going. Like for example, he went out to Iceland to film part of his scene or part of his episode when clearly not the entire episode was there. And that's that's really cool. That's a lot of care put into it. Yeah, that's magic. Yes. <laughs> it's the only explanation. So Kat, we got this um this particular tweet we wanted to bring to your attention, um, just in case you're looking for a helper. Harley Moradian says, I think Kat Taylor needs an assistant herself. I also think it should be me. Or I'll be her scribe or cupbearer. Did you send that tweet, Eric? No, it was I did me. not send that tweet. <laughs> It wasn't me. It was That's really nice. Um, I probably don't. <laughs> you know, going back to the whole white cloak not being able to be kept clean, I'm pretty low maintenance. You know, I'm sort of fairly self-sufficient. That's really amazing. But, um, I mean, I think anybody who's interested in, in the industry should find their way in. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. It took me – I did a lot of running and stuff. So – I say, you know, if you're interested in a show and you're passionate about it, you should go for it. Yeah, get out on that That's track awesome. and run. <laughs> run on that track and bring 
cat Tim Hortons coffee. That's what it takes to be her cup bear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can run with that all the way from Canada, then you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it sounds silly, but it's really excellent. I don't know how it's so good. It is good. <laughs> I, they used to exist up in Syracuse when I was there. They're, that's close oh, to Canada, cool. right? Yeah, that's close enough. That's for, well, you know close. what's really funny is they've started turning up at gas stations in Belfast and around Northern Ireland. Really? And that's so him. random. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even a coffee drinker and I got really excited by it. And then my, uh, <laughs> I did try it and I was like, yeah, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Kat, that concludes uh, the tweets that we sourced for you. But we do know that you are on Twitter um, you have your own Twitter handle, so we wanted to plug that really quickly, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> you have your own Twitter? What? <laughs> this is so cool. This is revolutionary. In 2013. Oh well, listen, I need to know which one it is. She's Kat, an so independent woman. Please share it with me. Um, so if you are interested in my ravings, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at catonset. All one word. Just one word. <laughs> That's awesome yeah. that that was available. Yeah. It's yours. It's, oh, a, it's a sudden onset of cats. Yeah, cats fun to follow on Twitter, guys. She posts lots of cool things. So Indeed. And cool. uh, our listeners of this show know that they can find us on Twitter. We're at twitter.com slash game of owns. And that's where we collected questions for Cat. And we'd love to have her back. We'd love to have others on. And, and every time we're always asking for questions. So you can tweet us at game of owns on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see if I let anything slip that I shouldn't have. Ooh, no, no. <laughs> don't worry about it. Nothing at all. And uh, of course, if you're listening to this show, you most likely downloaded it on iTunes. So we uh, appreciate you going over there and giving us a uh, five star rate and review. Nothing less is acceptable. And cat, uh, you know. I don't want to start a trend here, but the, the, when we had Christian on the show, he Uh-oh. delivered an epic threat oh, that has yes. not <laughs> since been matched. Yes. I don't know if you know what it is, and it's it's not exactly uh, appropriate to tell her what it is. If you don't give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, I'm going to come to your house and do to you what Pod did to those girls. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. The bar has been raised. <laughs> I have I have deleted my iTunes account. <laughs> there is no way I'm going to be posting this review. Is Game Bones, Cat Taylor is a beautiful soul. We're so glad we had you on our show. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. I'm Mike Tannenbaum. I'll let Cat say her name. <laughs> and this is Cat. Stay gooey. Stay gooey.